This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, boo. It's me, Roz. I got to talk to Patty Schemmel. If you don't know who Patty Schemmel is, you know the band Hole, one of the biggest rock bands of the 90s. Courtney Love. I mean, Patty is major. Patty has had quite the life. She's got a book about her life that she wrote, there's an incredible documentary about her life. It's a story of redemption. She has toured the world, honey. She has played for thousands and thousands of people. She has seen some shit. And she's hilarious. And so we talk, we, we pretty much stay on topic, I would say. Uh, we, we definitely talk paranormal and, uh, and stuff similar to that. I had a great time talking to Patty, and um, I hope you enjoy it. I also uh, have on Patreon every week, full-length episode of me learning about paranormal stuff. Last week, I learned about The Bell Witch, 
which is a real spooky story. And I had a good time learning about it. Uh, So you can check that out. The link is in the description of this episode. And I think that's about it for me up here at the top. I'm just going to hand it on over to my really fun conversation with Patty Schemmel. On with the show. You guys, I'm joined by Patty Schemmel. Hello. Hi. I'm, How are I'm you? Big, I'm good. I'm a big fan, I have to say. No. Um, yes, of the podcast, of you, uh, um, one of my favorite things when I need a little pick me up is to look at that one Instagram of you doing the who am I? I think the character is like a um, the character is um, you know a, a tarot reader. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's, it's on my Instagram. <laughs> it's so <laughs> good. Thank you. It's um well, it was inspired by our a mutual friend of ours, Sam Pancake. The two of us one time we went to Palm Springs and we were like, well, what are we gonna do? We have like we have a house in Palm Springs and we're stuck with each other. We gotta find something fun to do. So we went to like Target or Walmart or something. We're like, let's get a game. We got guess who? And then we turned it into this thing where we were just explaining in the most specific ways how each person looks. And then I just came to me like, oh, I should pretend that they're like tarot cards. It was so good. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm honored. I'm such a fan of you. Thank you. And now we're meeting for the first time and I'm a little bit starstruck. We have a lot of friends in common. Yes, we do. And you, it's weird. I don't have a lot of musicians on this show and I don't, I I guess I just don't know a lot of musicians. I don't know, but (laughs) I'm honored to have one. How do you feel about the term rock star? Um, yeah, yeah, no. it's, weird because, <laughs> it's weird just because, um, I just, it's uncomfortable to be rock star. It just seems so, um, so much bigger. And, you know, like to me, like Debbie Harry is a rock star or, you know, like much bigger, amazing people. What do yeah. you mean? How would that not put you in the category of yeah. rock star? You're in one of the most iconic rock bands. Thank you. Like, are you kidding me? So, I mean, if you're uncomfortable, if you don't identify as a rock star, I won't call you one. But No, that's okay. You can. <laughs> I get to talk to a rock star about ghosts today. Yeah. What do you think about ghosts or, or paranormal in general? Where are you at with it? Right. Um, well, I've always been sort of um, very supportive of friends that do, you know, sort of have a connection with paranormal you know, with, um, have stories about like, there's always that one friend that's like, Oh, you know, I, I have an extra sense for that, you know, and I'm rolling my eyes about that. And, and then there's always like that friend that comes into a room and goes, wait a minute, I feel something, you know, like there's some cold wind through the room or, and, and, you know, like that was always like Melissa in my band hole. She had (laughs) some kind of connection always. She's like, would um, she had this sort of a maybe I don't know what you'd call it like spiritual witchy vibe uh-huh. and she believes that you know others from different planes and different spaces talk to us and um, and to like you know open your mind to that which I I did for a while like kind of like follow her lead and um, 
and and it was interesting, right? I mean, really, you could have a much more fantastical life that way. You know, like there was a what we would go. What there was one particular moment we were in New Orleans, and it was like nineteen ninety five, but like the December ninety five, we went to New Orleans to do a bunch of um, like to start writing songs for the next record, which was. Um, gonna be which became celebrity skin and we were at this uh we were staying in um on you know magazine street or something and we had this like house that had many rooms and we were all staying there and melissa would feel this heaviness there you know it's new orleans it's very ghosty she would talk about that and like um and it was courtney wanted to go because trent reznor was there a lot. And that was like, her draw was like, maybe we'll run into Trent on the street. I'm like, I don't think so really. But, um, so we stayed in this house and then we, we, we were recording at this, um, Masonic temple, which oh. this building that was an old Masonic temple. And, and the Masons have a whole history of, um, you know, like their secret rituals and secret society. And, and that, that was interesting. And I apparently they they have um, when they build or where their locations or their like headquarters or their lodge or whatever is always um, somehow symmetrical. Like the the number was um, we were on like Third Street or we're on three 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 St Charles on the third floor of a building. So it was like that, you know. Uh-huh. And, and and so there was always these connect there was connections. So inside this room that we were recording at was uh, just a giant space with like cement walls with all this sort of Egyptian painting on the wall. And we just set up in there and I, I've never had a better drum sound. I feel like ever. I loved that room. It was like, maybe that's what it was like. There was so much history and there was plenty of, um, you know, spirits floating around in that world and in that, inside that little Masonic temple. And so there was a rumor about that it was an old hotel and Melissa was like very, like her ears perked up. And the the guy that was um, producing or like doing our demos with us said, well, it's, it was an old motel and there was a or hotel and there was a swimming pool in the basement <sighs> and um a little boy drowned there Uh oh and and sometimes he comes around and he'll just take things that's always the trick, trickster ghosty tricks you know they'll take things and hide them and move them around and, and like it didn't really happen to me but one time <laughs> we walked in me, me and melissa walked in and <laughs> this will date us like it, there was a telephone book like a thick telephone book had been thrown on the floor and melissa was like oh <gasps> And, and I was like, oh, it's not a big, it's not a big deal. <laughs> but a she jumped to it with the little boy from the pool. <laughs> yeah. So the boy did it. Yeah, the little boy. And I was like, why, first of all, did he choose us to, <laughs> to throw on the floor? Um, so she was like, it's that boy. And I feel him here. 
<laughs> I'm a little bit that. So, See, I think that if you and I ever went to an old building together, you would roll your eyes. Because I, I mean, I've gotten better at it the more that I've talked to people over the years on this podcast. But I am the kind of person that's like, yeah. there's something here. I feel it. Uh-huh. But yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little bit more on the... Um, I love to like get carried away in a story and like, like, and consider it like I'm open, you know, and, you know, it's like, but then there's like what I've been obsessed about lately and I can't stop is Sylvia Brown. Do you know? Oh yeah. The psychic. Yes. Okay. There's this one account that has a lot on Instagram that has a lot of just Sylvia Brown clips on Montel and her, like, there's one, like, she just, like, it's such, like, she'll just, she just, you can see her mind. She's got, she just, like, will just make stuff up, like, really quickly. And, well, maybe she does, you know, she's, maybe she does speak to people on the other side. But there's, a like, a moment where one person, this woman stood up and said to Sylvia in this clip, my father, um, passed away and I just I miss him and um some you know there's a little you know hummingbird that comes by my window sometimes and I think and Sylvia just interrupts and goes water he died in water you know because her voice is just like Linda Blair <laughs> and, and he says it, she says it's water he died and she goes well he died it, it was it was 9-11 he died in 9-11 she's like right the sprinklers came down from the ceiling. That <laughs> was like, and it's continuously these kind of, you know, like how she weaves in things and people ask things and then she'll just say, like, I mean, it's almost like shocking. She'll go, you know, like, I want to, like a woman would, would say, you know, I want to know how my father died or whatever. She'll go, he hung himself, sweetheart. <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, I imagine it would be so hard if you're writing books and you're on Montel and you're doing, you know, you're getting known as the psychic. You have to keep that up. And I just always have the hardest time believing that that like you have to at some point be making it up. Like, I'm really supposed to believe that every time Sylvia Brown calls up every single dead person, they answer. (laughs) There's no way. Why would they answer? They're going to go, oh, I'm going to be on TV. Let me let me talk to Sylvia. Like, come on. No. And I believe in this stuff, but I just, I, I do think it's good to be skeptical as well. Yeah. I, and there's some people that I just feel are connected. Like, you know, that, you know, there are friends I know that do readings and, and, and I, they, they have a gift. I truly believe it. Like um, Marcella, a, a friend, Marcella, she has a gift. I believe that she, when she does tarot and when, you know, that conversation, there's, there's something there, you know, that I believe that. And, and then there's people like Sylvia Brown. I mean, they're not even on the same, <laughs> in the same realm. Uh-huh. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, 
The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Have you been to a psychic? Like, have you ever officially, like, made an appointment or done that kind of thing? Yeah, there was um, one that in... when. Paul was touring. We went to Australia and Melissa loves a psychic. Right. And so does Courtney loves a psychic. I think she was like, you know, this is Madonna's psychic. We have to go, you know, something like that. <laughs> and we go to this house <laughs> and um, like first we did, I didn't want to say anything about who I was, anything, you know, and Melissa sits down, she gets a reading and then she comes out she's like, you know, and then I go in and I sit down and like, he says, so I'm feeling that, you know, you're, um, well, he has an Australian accent. I will not do that. I can't do it. So, and he says, you are, um, you assist people uh, that are, you know, entertainers. And I was like, no, I'm not the assistant. <laughs> it was like all this stuff that was not even, you know, like there, there's a way that you can, um, I think that if like with psychics that that they'll um, sort of be a bit general so that you'll kind of like connect if you need to and want to that you can connect with them and and then go. That's right. I, you know, um, like, you know, sometimes they'll. I think there was a situation where a psychic said to Melissa, you're pregnant. And and she wasn't. But I, I, you know. She, Melissa interpreted it as pregnant with um, a creation that she was about to, you know, present to the world. Oh, like, okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving right. birth to something. Yeah. To something. And, yeah. Yeah. I, the last one that I went to was literally, I mean, didn't exactly say this, but was essentially like, you're the kind of person that likes to sleep at night and you like to wake up and eat breakfast and, and you, you also, you like air and uh, you use bathrooms. and Like, it was, like, so general. Yeah. And, like, I'm supposed to go, oh, my God. There's How a, yeah, did there's you know a, that? 
<laughs> like, uh, what's his name? James Van Prague. That him, the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a general way of going. You know, he'll go. I'm feeling like he. There's a thing where he'll put his hand on his head, close his eyes, and go. I'm feeling someone here. Jerry, Jerry, Johnny, Jenny, Jenny, Joey, you know, and so we'll go, that's me, you know, in the audience. And then he'll go, um, there's someone in your life that's sick, you know, and then they're like, yes. Yes. How did you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to hear about, you were telling me that you have this story about a haunted closet. Yes. What is and that? That is about, there's a house in Silver Lake that I lived in for many years and in it, it there was always it was a big house and there was always lesbians in it there was like always, <laughs> like just a, like a whole always lesbians um and like maximum six seven living there and and always rotating and the big people are like oh i know your house because there's always big lesbian ragers you know oh sure and you know they, you know i want to kick her you know something like that so um and eventually like okay this house is um is uh once once owned by fatty arbuckle and it's he lived there in the silent film era and um it's the house was built like in you know like 1902 some crazy time and so it's beautiful and everything's like old and stained glass original wood floors and like a weird sort of like inside that one the closet that i'll tell you more about in a moment there's like a little door and you can go into a crawl space. Ooh, something shady went on in there. Yes. Um, well, if anyone doesn't know Fatty Arbuckle, right. do you know do you know the story of Fatty Arbuckle? Yes. It was like original cancel culture kind of a thing. It's I mean, it seems like it, I mean, it was the first big scandal, they say, in early Hollywood, 1920s. But yeah. it's it's one of these things where, like, stuff happened behind closed doors. A woman died at a party that he had. She had yeah. a she died of a bladder problem. It was alleged by the press that he he crushed her while raping her and crushed her bladder. Um it was never proven that that's exactly what happened, but he was no longer able to ever work after being one of the biggest stars in Hollywood and yeah. ended up with a real sad life. He died at, I think like 46. Uh, can you tell I Googled all this earlier? Um, <laughs> and he, uh, he was actually, this is where it's like a really sad Hollywood story. He was offered finally like his big comeback and he died that day. Warner Brothers gave him a contract after all these years of like paying off his lawyer fees and, and being completely blacklisted. Nobody would ever hire him again. And then he died. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. There's yeah, a it's real sad. About him. Oh, you know, another. OK. One of my dream guests was Louis Anderson. Uh, dream. I never got to have him, but it was a dream to have Louis Anderson on this podcast. Love. Yes. I love Louis. Rest in peace. Um, the movie or the TV show Baskets, he's incredible on. Anyway, he um, he said in an interview a couple of years ago that he went to a psychic early on in his career, and she said that he was in a in his in a previous life he was a big movie star that was 
uh, that died and came back into this body to right his wrongs. He was like some big comedy movie star, whatever. And so he interpreted it as being that he was Fatty Arbuckle. So he like did some Googling and he realized that he was born on the same day as Fatty Arbuckle. And he looked, in his words, a lot like Fatty Arbuckle. So he believed that he was Fatty Arbuckle coming back to right his wrongs. Isn't that crazy? That is. Oh, my God. And, and his dream was I'm to play just, him in a movie, and it never got to happen. I remember, like, one of my favorite jokes is him saying, there was this cookie brand called Almost Home. Mm-hmm. And he'd go, almost home, almost out of the store. <laughs> oh, Louie. I love him. Um, <laughs> okay, so back to your story um, about the haunted okay. lesbian so, yes. house. So, yes. So this, the um, and apparently across the street, like Kitty Corner was, um, Mary um, Pickford's house was mm. like the house she was in. And then... Down the street was the Max Senate studio, which um, it's on that. It's that weird building that's like, well, it's not weird. It's just um, it's kind of like um, off fountain. And everybody knows the Max Senate stages in Silver Lake. It's kind of there's so much um, like early, you know, film um lore about that whole area yeah um, los feliz silver lake yeah. if, if anyone listening doesn't know what we're talking about it's like a part of la like east hollywood essentially and it's the cool place to live and yeah. and a lot of hollywood early hollywood silent film history there this house um has the closet upstairs <clears throat> uh well we would have a friend come and tattoo the whole house, right? He'd come down from like Monterey and um, bring his wife and um, stay at our house and then tattoo everybody and then call like home base. And then everybody would come by and pay him and he'd just do a whole run of a weekend of tattooing, right? So, um, and he he's the one that's responsible for that Ben Affleck tattoo, if you know what I'm talking Just go look at... Ben Affleck tattoo, friends. It's okay. a back tattoo. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway, I will. this tattoo guy. Um, so, okay. So his girlfriend was staying upstairs. And um, at night, um, he'd be like up with us tattooing. And then she'd come running downstairs. And she she came around downstairs and she was like oh my god journey there's something going on with the closet upstairs there's something in that closet i can feel it and she was like she could feel things but the door would creak open a lot and i she said she saw something in the closet and um the closet isn't big it's a small closet so it's not like fatty's ghost i don't know it could be (laughs) she said she saw like that like a um like a white sort of um, woman with like long, you know, like a long uh, silky dress, you know, in the, you know, just an image. And Fatty did drag. There's a couple, I've seen pictures (laughs) online. Fatty was doing some drag in the the movies. That could possibly, I love. (laughs) I love the the sentence, Fatty did drag. (laughs) <laughs> I know me too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
had to get dragged. Um, but I, you know, and I go there and I never felt, and other people would say, oh, because when the people would come over, they would say, oh, there's some, I'm like, oh, it's such a beautiful house. Um, tell me about it. You know, like, oh, the, the closet upstairs is haunted. And it's not haunted. I mean, I never felt it was. And then the last person that lived up there um, used that closet for um, her cat's litter box. And so the whole floor of the closet was the, you know, she slid that litter box in. So I'm thinking, you know, and there was never a ghost after that. Um, But uh, there was always like people wanting to like get drunk and go in the like little secret passageways and stuff. And, um, really there, I, that's, that's the whole story, basically. There was so much early shady stuff going on in Hollywood, especially over there. I mean, there's that house over there. There's the, um, well, there's the house that they call the Jaws house that where they, uh, they believe the black Dahlia was murdered in the basement. I mean, there's just like, cause the guy was a doctor that like would do, illegal doctor stuff in the basement right. and like there was just like a lot going on at that yes. time there's the Los Feliz murder house which is over there too do you know about that one uh-huh yeah there's like there's was it oh you mean the Manson one well there's that one the too La, La Bianca's the La Bianca murder no there's the right. Los Feliz then, murder and house was living in oh oh from uh, I think um was it um, what year was the murder house? When did that, that happen? More, I think that was more like fifties. Um, that was this okay. dentist killed his wife and I believe attempted to kill his children. And then the house sat dormant for like years and people used to like go and like sneak in or like look at, look in the windows and see all the old decorations that were left behind. Um, and and then it, it recently was up for sale. It might still be up for sale. It's like, it's real hard to sell a house that's literally called the Los Feliz Murder Mansion. But um, yeah, yeah, it's like a real spooky, real story. But um, wait, were you going to say something about Trent Reznor? Yeah, Trent Reznor lived in one of the Manson. I don't know if it's La Bianca house. No, but, it was um, the Sharon Tate house when he was recording an album. Yes. On Cielo, was that the... Wow. Yep. Um, so you never really encountered this ghost, or did you? I never saw the ghost, but a lot of people would say that they felt some spirits in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> spirits in the closet. <laughs> Fatty did drag. Fatty did drag. Oh. Um, <laughs> title of episode. <laughs> Well, I was thinking maybe we could do a fun little thing where, uh, and I was thinking about this because we do this every episode. I don't know what I'm saying right now. Um, Where we listen to ghost voices. Are you down to hear some ghost voices? Yes. Okay. It's time for EVPs or EVPs. Have you heard of an EVP? No. EVP is electronic voice phenomenon. So it's when ghost hunters or anyone really believes that they've captured audio of a ghost speaking. And so I go to YouTube and I look for alleged EVPs. And um, I have my guests guess 
what the ghost hunter believes the ghost is saying. So um, I'll play it first. I'll let you make a guess and then I'll give you some options. All right. First one. This was posted by Gas Paranormal. And it is at the Burlington County Prison Museum. Not to be confused with the Burlington Coat Factory. The Burlington County Prison Museum, which is in Mount Holly, New Jersey. And you will hear the investigator speaking during it. They say, you'll hear a person saying, okay, have a seat. But then there's like a ghost speaking underneath and in between the words. So, um, okay, what is this ghost saying? Okay, do you hear that, like, creepy voice in the background? Yeah. Can you play it again? Is that weird? Do you do that? Of course. I'll play it as much as you want. Okay. Okay, have a seat. It's saying, yes, George. (laughs) Yes, George. Yes! (laughs) Or George, maybe, like. You're gorge. Oh, like gorge. gorge. Yes, gorge. Yes, gorge. It's either like a drag queen or like a beauty yeah, influencer okay. or something. Um, okay. Well, it's funny because I, one of these options is similar to that. Um, is it A, uh, who's that message for, George? Okay. Somebody else heard George. Is it uh-huh. B, who wants a massage? They're free. Oh, that's creepy. Um, is it C? What am I going to do? Enjoy it? Or D? You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Okay. <laughs> Let's it does sound like the men's, the men's warehouse guy. suit guy. Okay. <laughs> is it the ghost of the men's uh-huh. warehouse suit guy at the Burlington <laughs> County Prison Museum coat factory? All right. We're going to play it again. <laughs> Wait, let me do it again. Yes, George. That's it. That's what I heard. It's, it's got to be. Yeah, what do they, they believe that it's A, who's that message for, George? Oh. See, okay, now that we know that, let's hear it again. I do. I don't hear all the words at the top, though. I don't hear who's that message. Who's that message for, George? Um, Well, here's one more. This one was posted by Joseph Fontaine, and it is at the Woodlawn Cemetery in Attleboro, Massachusetts. What is it saying? It's a creepier, different kind of voice. Yeah. Here we go. Did you hear that? Okay. Nadia Kamenich. (laughs) That's what I heard. It could be. An Olympic watcher. Um, uh, That is not one of the options I have here. Okay. But, uh, hey, it could be. Nobody knows. You know, this person's just making a guess. But is it A, taco with eggplant? 
which I don't know what that, that either that sounds like a disgusting thing to eat or a disgusting thing to be texted with emojis. Uh, B, I thought I was taken. C, talk with me again. Or D, talk to Clay Aiken. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. It's, it's talk to me again, right? Yes, talk with me yes. again. I hear taco with eggplant. I heard taco a little bit too. Yeah, let's play it. Taco me eggplant. That's it, taco me eggplant. And which makes or sense. It's a very logical thing again. to hear at a Taco me again. Huh? Yeah. Taco me again. Taco me again. I'll take another taco, sure. Um, taco. Okay, let's do another thing. I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna say a bunch of unexplainable things, whatever, paranormal, supernatural, and I want to hear your thoughts. Maybe it'll bring up a story for you, or I don't know, just whatever. We'll see what happens. What do sure. you think about Bigfoot? Love, 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 and grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Right. So. Um, when, um, me and some friends and actually the guys in the screaming trees, another band from Seattle would go out on squatch watches and you go out into the woods and you bring beer and you just sit quietly and do a squatch watch and just kind of look for Sasquatch. Um, I've never seen a Sasquatch, but they say that. They smell really bad. And like, who came up with that? Like, like how, <laughs> how, <laughs> like, I, I mean, there's, there's only. Maybe that's why they stay away. They're, they're conscious, you know, they're self-conscious. Yeah. They're like, and, oh, well, every time we try to say hi, people are like, ew, you smell. So you know what? Never mind. I'm just going to hide. <laughs> You're never going to see me. How about that? I'm going to hide. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I mean, there's that, that footage, the, um, it's like the Zap Reader footage, but it's not, it's, it's, it's like, a, the that, you know, that footage, the, 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 the guy that has that one footage of the set. Um, yeah. The famous one. Into, yeah. The yes. Patterson Gimlin. That's film. it. Thank you. Um, that, um, they're saying like, a, a, like you haven't you seen like those in search of shows where they talk of, about how, um, this couldn't have been, re you know, they couldn't have made this up because, you know, and they'll like get out and, and do like the math, figure out that this is real footage of a Bigfoot. And, you know, we have the, the foot they would go out and pour, you know, you've seen those feet, yes. the Bigfoot feet. Yeah. The foot. You ever seen them? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I'm going to just, I'm all in with Bigfoot. Yeah. I'm all in and I'm not skeptical. I believe that it's a, uh, there's Bigfoot out when there. When you were growing yeah. up in the well, Pacific you know. Northwest, did you ever have any ghost experiences or, or know of any local urban legendy type places? Um, well, it was, you know, Green River was always scary. The Green, you know, the, it's the home of the Green River Killer. 
And that was scary. There was a lot of serial killers from there. So that I actually, um, but you know, as a kid, you don't really know what's going on. And, um, but, um, yeah, I remember that, like, it took a long time for that to like, come out. Um, but I do, I do remember, um, this has nothing to do with the Pacific Northwest, (laughs) but I do remember as a kid getting, um, this 45 of um, a song, and I forget exactly, uh, Love Roller Coaster. Oh, yes. And there's the myth about, um, about this, like, somebody told me that in the song, you can hear a girl screaming. And, and I was like, what? And he was, yes, she was being stabbed outside the recording studio yes. when, <laughs> when they were recording the song. And, and I was like, oh, my God, and like listening to it over and over and over again and hearing that, you know, yeah. and actually, you know, it's a song about a roller coaster. So I'm sure there's someone screaming. But there was all those kind of like scary myths about songs like like Kiss, one of my favorite bands. You know, they were all knights in Satan's service. Yeah. Or like a Stairway to Heaven backwards. It's like, like scary. Uh, Right. Like all those music, like scary music things were just um, like, yeah, we're, we're like, I like to get scared with that stuff, like get out a, a record and play it backwards and go or like Judas Priest, you know, it's like, um, you know, you know, Satan is my, you know, God or whatever. There was all those. And then that whole um, the whole Satan thing in the like late seventies, early eighties, where, you know, kids were being, um, you know, told that they couldn't listen to heavy metal because that's what, you know, the, it's the devil's music and um, kids were going to like become obsessed and start killing other kids. Oh and stuff. yeah. That was in loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think about putting like any kind of secret subliminal messages in any of your music? Um, no, but I love that. Like there's, um, like I forget exactly. There's, there's certain records. If you look at the vinyl, sometimes etched inside the vinyl right near where the label is, there's like messages, you know, like, you know, hope you like listening or whatever, (laughs) those kind of things I loved. Um, and then like, there was always like a secret track on a CD, uh-huh. That wasn't very ghostly, though. That wasn't ghostly at all. That was more, you know. The love roller coaster fire. thing I have listened to late at night, and it scares me so much. And I know that it's not real. It's been debunked. But and the, like, there's the story yeah. that yeah, the, the the lady that's on the cover of the album they said just happened to be in the recording studio that day, and she was stabbed. That or I think the other one is that. In the picture, she has like a bunch of honey on her or something like oh. that. And it's like it it melted her skin or something like that. And she's, <laughs> she's screaming right when they were recording and they never thought to take yeah. it out. <laughs> How can you hear a screaming lady, you know, outside the studio? But there's also That's- something about like 
uh, Dark Side of the Moon during um, right. uh, Wizard of Oz. Like that right. is like creepy to me. And it's uh-huh. it's like it's all cool, but there's something about it that creeps me out. I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't know why it's when creepy. Stuff syncs up, yeah, when things sync up like that, it's so that's kind of creepy and, you know? Yeah. Um, I was actually, I I did some research because I wanted to see, you're from Marysville, right? Yes. I wanted to see if there was any haunted places there. And there is a road that people say is very haunted. It's now called Fire Trail Road. It's also called Marine Drive. But it says that it was once called Marysville Pilchuck Road. And, ooh, some of the stories, the most common story, this is from onlyinyourstate.com. They say, Uh the most common story is that someone who is driving down the road will look in their rearview mirror and see a person sitting in their back seats. But when they turn around, the person's gone. (laughs) Did that ever happen to you? (laughs) No, but, (laughs) I mean... Driving on Fire Trail Road was mostly about going out into the woods to go to some secret keg party. And with you the know, Sasquatches? Yes. And it's like a two lane road and it's rural and there's ditches on each side. And it's just in the middle. And like, we're like, this is like 83, 84. So it's like lots of dudes with like, you know, muscle cars and you know, somebody's going on a beer run and stuff. And like, there are those kind of things, you know, so-and-so, um, you know, like dead man's curve, like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So-and-so drove off the road and, um, you know, and all the kids were, um, you know, not hurt, which was crazy because the car rolled 62 times or whatever, you well, know. Yeah, it says, and, according to local legend, the, fi- the fire trail ghost is the spirit of a man who was driving too fast along the gravel portion of the street. His car went off the road into a swamp, or possibly Cummings Lake, and he drowned. Phantom lights have been seen at the crest of a certain hill along the road, appearing as a glowing ball that disappears after 30 seconds. This might be the fire trail ghost warning drivers of the dangers of the road. I love it. Yeah. I didn't know that it was actually written about <laughs> so it must be real if it's on the internet um where, where where did you grow up i grew up in michigan and ghost experiences in michigan well yeah anything i, I feel like i i'm constantly talking about this there was a place called the ada witch where it was also like kind of a hitchhiker ghost where there was like this dark road and and some people would say they see this woman and then they let her in the car and then she'd disappear Um, or you just see her glowing walking down the street or she'd be in a long white gown, of course. And then you drive by and go, fatty did drag. (laughs) Um, okay. Wait, I have another, uh, a couple of questions here. What do you think about, um, the idea of Ouija boards? Do you ever use a Ouija board? Um, Yes. And I remember a neighbor had one and we were playing with it. And my mom told us not to because she was, I don't know. She was like, don't, that's not, you know. Were you raised with religion? No. I mean, my mom, they were, um, my mom was um, Catholic, but 
No, they were just really kind of open about whatever. They were spiritual, my parents, people, but not like, yeah. So, but my mom didn't want us messing around with it. And that made it even more exciting because it was like, let's get back to that Ouija board. Did you talk you know? to anyone? And it was, no, I don't. I mean, I'm sure. And it was, I think I remember it happening like on a camping trip and like all of the kids were in the tent and we were moving the, and I don't remember any of the questions. I just remember, you know, like, oh my God, it just took off by itself. You know, those, it, it answered Totally. You moved it. Now you moved it. Yeah. 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 What do you think about curses? Do you think that that's real? That um, Sometimes I'll consider like my grandmother was from Ireland and, and she believed in so many superstitions. And so she would um, tell my mom and then my mom would say to me, um, you know, if you, uh, I don't know, just like if you don't, uh, if you don't bless someone after a sneeze, the devil will fly up their nose and they will be cursed, you know, those kind of things. And as a kid, you kind of think, you know, it's, and then it sort of just sort of kicks around in your, in your mind and it's still kind of there. So you just, just to be safe, bless you, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) You just gotta like, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The devil's just just, devil's lurking around allergy season, just waiting to get inside (laughs) of someone. (laughs) Just waiting. But (laughs) yeah. So there's always those sort of like superstitious things about um, you know, if you don't do this, this, you know, this is gonna happen. And it I mean my my um, practical mind says no, but then there's just still a little bit inside my head that goes just to be safe again. Yeah. Yeah. Curses. I, I th- I've been thinking a lot about curses lately and I do think that it's possible, but there's, cause there's just like a lot of things where there's just like the patterns keep happening, like the same thing. Like, is that a coincidence? Some say no, some say yes. I don't know. I don't know if I, I mm-hmm. think I believe in curses. Sure. Why not? I mean, but I'm also somebody that's like, if you buy this crystal, you won't get cursed. So I'm like, get me five of them. Like I'm down <laughs> for like <laughs> whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like moments in time where things are just not going your way. And then, you, you know, and then things pick up and things are great. You know, like you could easily say I was cursed and somehow it lifted. Yes. And now I'm fine. Yeah. Right. What do you think of UFOs? Um, there's like always that time, like when I was a kid, we would look at the stars and then you'd see like something moving around. It. Wait, 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 you froze. Um, Sorry, you froze. You said you were, you saw something uh, moving around. Would, Yeah, like we'd always say, oh, that's a UFO. Um, like I I love science fiction. Science fiction is like in, amazing. And I love those stories about UFOs and about other galaxies. But, um, and I have friends that are full on into it. And, but, and also I have a friend who says they were abducted. And, what? Um, um, and, and do you know, um, 
Jenny Schmitzu, she was a like a Calvin Klein model. Oh my god. <laughs> she said she was abducted by aliens. What definitely is her story? or came from the planet. I don't know. We gotta I uh, I don't know the um details, but Oh, I'm gonna have um, to hit her up. I wanna hear about being abducted. Yeah. I've been dying to get yeah. abducted lately. <laughs> Have you? I wouldn't mind either, actually. Have you heard that NASA has this idea of sending nudes up into space, nude nude uh, drawings of humans in hopes that extraterrestrial life will be like, hmm, and and come on, come on uh, down and make some contact or something. Did you hear about that? And what- no, I didn't, and I thought it was a setup for a joke. No, because- no, it's not. I swear to God, it's a thing. Look, at, I found an article. It's from discovery.com, and it says that NASA revealed this image uh, as part of their beacon in the galaxy, which is their latest string of attempts to reach other life. This just happened this week, and um, it's, uh It's not the first time that naked depictions of humans have been sent to space. They did this in 1972, 1973. It says, quote, the proposed message includes basic mathematical and physical concepts to establish a universal means of communication, followed by information on the biochemical composition of life on Earth. There's a bunch of stuff. Anyway, there's nudes included. Um, they're they're like drawings. They're not like hot, you know. But they're like. Uh, I, don't know, I want to see what they're sending. I know they. Yeah. But to me, yeah. it's like because it says here um, people are scared that um, it's going to welcome them to come down, and they could be bad and. And it says, um, quote, logic suggests logic suggests a species which has reached sufficient complexity to achieve communication through the cosmos would also very likely have attained high levels of cooperation amongst themselves and thus will know the importance of peace and collaboration, said the team. Um, I don't want anyone having my nudes. I don't trust anybody with that. I don't care what planet you're on. It feels like, like they keep trying to send messages and no one's replying. And now it's like, isn't that kind of the predator move to be like, well, how about a dick pic? It's like, I haven't replied to you. Like, I'm not, can't you take a hint? Like, don't, why are you stepping it up to that? God, we are creeps. Remember that, is that Jodie Foster movie? about um called contact and it was a she would hear like just like the most lightest little something and you know like using these giant like satellite dishes that were the size of a house and uh and and i guess apparently those kind of things are real where they hear the audio of you know some kind of tone or something that that's speaking back to us. Right. And so there is something there. Um, but there's never been like, who came up with the idea that aliens are, you know, they don't have hair on their bodies and they have long fingers and their heads are that shape. It's Where's from people seeing from? them. People claim that they've seen them and, and that's what they've described. Um, or they get abducted. We, there you go. 
I don't know. I don't know. I believe in it. I don't know where they live, but I think that there's definitely things up in the sky that we don't know what they are. Yeah. I mean, at this point, really, it would be that would be something amazing to happen that we would definitely need is aliens to just show up. And we need a change like we need like when it's like the eighth season of a TV show and it's like, let's get like, you know, a monkey in the cast. Like we need like a shake. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what happened to Happy Day? when Mork showed yes, up. Yes, exactly. Know if That's literally that. what we need to happen to no, the Earth. I can't believe. Yes. God. No. Yeah, let's bring a space person into the... Yeah. Why not? Right. Well, Patty, I guess that's it. Yes. This has been so, so fun. Good I know. It was so fun talking with you. Now we know your thoughts on some paranormal stuff. If you ever encounter a ghost... Uh, let me know. Yes. We got to talk about it. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a little more um, conscious of it. So that way, maybe that's it. It's like you have to put out your antenna and then then it shows up, whatever it is. Bigfoot, Fatty Arbuckle's ghost, who knows? Yes. Yeah. Well, tell people where to find you and, and your yes. book. Tell I'm, people about your book. Yes. Yes. Um, there's, uh, the, I did a documentary called hit so hard uh, with all the archival footage I shot during, uh, whole tours. And, um, from that documentary, uh, we did a, I did a book and I had help writing it and it's just sort of like the way it was and then what happened and the way it is today. And, uh, with the recovery through line, because, um, I mean, that was a big part of my story was, um, you know, a, a dream of becoming rock, a rock star, <laughs> playing drums in a band. And then, um, you know, and then, but also, you know, being a drug addict and, you know, that being eclipsing the dream, you know, because that's what happens, you know, with, with addiction is nothing is as important as that when you're in full blown addiction mm -hmm. so that's what the book's about and and um you can find me i'm on instagram and yeah and twitter just my name patty shemmel at patty yeah oh well thank you so much for doing this i love your story i think you're so inspiring i think you're so cool and i think you're hilarious and i you should vice versa oh stop i think you are <laughs> Well, you're welcome back anytime, Patty. Thank you so much to Patty Schemmel. Oh, my God. Fatty did drag. Is that going to be merch? Fatty did drag. <sighs> P.S. That, that was his name. Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle. We're not. There's no body shaming. His name was Fatty. And he did drag. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show. Rate it five stars. If you have a ghost story, you could leave it in a five-star review. Or you could just write something nice on Apple Podcasts or rate it on Spotify. You know the things to do. You can follow me on social media. Not super paranormal, but it's still fun anyway. I'm at Roz Hernandez on Instagram, at It's Roz Hernandez on TikTok and Twitter. Please tell your friends about the show. 
Pride Month is coming up. I've got some great LGBTQ plus guests coming at you, as we often do. And, um, yeah, support the show with my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ross Okay, that's enough out of me today. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Starbanks Avenue, a podcast network.